Sophia, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kim. And I'm Isha. And in this episode, we'll be talking about Mamoru Chiba, aka Tuxedo Mask, aka Prince Endymion, aka King Endymion, mm-hmm. as portrayed in the Black Moon arc in the manga and Sailor Moon R in the original anime. And uh, y- you, if you've been listening to the rest of this uh, <laughs> season so far. Um, as much as we love Mamoru in general, this was not the best look for him. <laughs> also, if this is the first episode you're listening to, I I don't understand. Go back. Yeah, go back. <laughs> go back. You will be lost. Stop now. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, at least listen to like the Black Moon episodes before you listen to this episode. Yeah, because everything going forward is just assuming that you've listened either listened to those or watched that series. So, and I mean, even if you've watched it, like you really want to listen to those episodes because it's just us building on. Oh my god, I can't believe they did this. Pretty much, yeah. You, <laughs> if you've watched this last season, um. You might even find it cathartic, because you'll probably be raging over the same things we were raging over. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Um, the anime was very frustrating, but the manga was honestly really great. Yeah, the manga was great. I really like that they explore Mamoru in the manga. We don't mm-hmm. get as much of the senshi in the manga, but we do get a lot of Usagi and Mamoru. Which it... Because... Oh, I was going to say, which I think makes sense, because we spent so much time getting these characters together, you know? They've got this whole past life destiny, and now it's it's about time we actually see how they function as a couple. So, you know, it makes sense. Right, and, and taking it back to the production of this, um, when Naoko Takeuchi made Sailor Moon, she only had the Dark Kingdom arc planned. Mm-hmm. Uh, And then it was such a runaway success in Japan. They're like, so we need more. And she's like, but it ended with them together. Like, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Like, that's the end of all shoujo manga is that they end up together. How do you continue when you reach the end? Right. Um, And I really like that they show the man's perspective instead of just the woman's perspective. Because I feel like we get that in a lot of, like shoujo romance novels like shoujo like even just like western romance like english literature uh uh, where it's a romance written for women usually by a woman Uh Uh, a lot of it is focused on like the woman's feelings Mm -hmm. rather than like the men's feelings i think there's i think that's changing but i don't really have my finger on the pulse of romance literature so i i think that's please do not quote yeah i think that's endemic um whichever genre you're reading you know when you're watching something that's directed towards men. It follows the man. And more often than not, the, the woman is just a cardboard cutout, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah. it, it's the same when it's a romance. Um, most of the time when it's a romance uh, for directed towards women, it's the man is just the sexy guy, you know, who's mm-hmm. either a bad boy uh, or I... super tr- or or just super perfect, you know, depending right too good to be true or like i have to change him yeah like i can do this i can fix him and it's like mm, can you though yeah. <laughs> it's like yes In reality you can't yeah well there's a reason why it's fiction you know it's that you know men have power mm-hmm. fantasies where they could be superheroes and all this stuff women have fantasies well maybe i could have fixed that guy 
You know? At least straight women do. Yeah. <laughs> or or um, women who are straight presenting, essentially. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, well, because a lot of... Living in a patriarchal society means that as being raised as a woman in a patriarchal society means that a lot of how you're trained in society is how to make uh, men feel comfortable. Yeah, the closer you get to it, yeah, the closer <laughs> you get towards trad wife on on the spectrum of <laughs> behaviors, you know, the more likely you are yeah. to prioritize the guy's comfort over your own. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we're socialized. But it's. It's kind of the opposite with Mamoru in the manga, where, like, he's fully aware that the person who's more important in the relationship, just not just, like, within the role, not within the relationship, but, like, on a global scale, literally, is Usagi. Yeah. Because Usagi is Sailor Moon. Usagi is the reincarnation of the main princess. Usagi has the Ginsui show. Like, he knows she's more important than he is, and he's really insecure about how he can help her Mm -hmm. when she's already so powerful when she's surrounded by friends who were so powerful and he's just like, I don't know how to help her. Yeah. I don't know how to support her. I, I don't think I'm good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny cause we meet in the manga. We don't see him at all in the anime. Uh, we meet Asanuma who's like his kohai. So like an underclassman. Uh, I think he's like in middle school as well. And Asanuma is like obsessed with Momori. Yeah. It's really cute. I wish we got some <laughs> kind of version of him in the anime. Yeah, I think he's in Crystal, but we're not <laughs> going there. Uh, but Asunima, like, is kind of in love with Mamori. Like, he definitely has a crush on him. Like, in addition, because he's like, Mamori was, like, cool. Like, he's handsome. He's smart. He does well in school. People like him. Like, he's physically, you know, not necessarily talented, but he's still good at physical sports. Yeah. Um. But then we, but then he sees that Mamoru like healed himself when he got injured playing like sports at school, and he's like, Mamoru might be an alien because that's not human. <laughs> yeah, I I absolutely love his um <laughs> his conclusion there. You know, yeah, is he an alien? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely like this dude is is superhuman. Like he's not a normal person, but he's still like totally loves him. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, Mamoru has, like, this cute little mentor-mentee relationship with him, and, like, so does Jupiter, but that's later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's really cute to kind of see that Mamoru does have a world outside of being Tuxedo Mask. Mamoru, yeah, and Mamoru, he, he downplays his abilities, but he does have more abilities in the manga. Like, he, um, mm-hmm. what is it called when you touch something and you have, like, a psychic response to it? Um. Oh, um. Like, they literally say it in the manga. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Um. I'm, like, Googling it right now. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mamoru is Prince Edemian as the Prince of Earth. So he's connected physically to the planet Earth and has powers, but not like the others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he, I can't find the word right now. He's. Don't worry about it. 
If anybody knows, please uh, tweet it at us. Well, I'll remember it as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, all I can think of is phytokinetic, and I'm like, psychometry. Psychometry. Okay. Yeah, so I looked it up. Okay. I didn't remember that on my own. <laughs> I <Okay>. pretend <laughs> like I'm that smart. Oh, of course, it's psychometry. I knew all <laughs> along. No, psychometry. Um, he has psychometry, so he can touch things or people and have visions. Um, he overall seems kind of empathic in, in the psychic sense, not necessarily in the emotional sense. Um he does develop an attack later in the manga, which we don't see in the anime at all. And cell so, and mm-hmm. healing. He seems to have some healing powers, which is, is pretty Which cool. I love because it complements Isagi's healing. Yeah. Yeah, they have these complementary abilities. Yeah, I like that too. I love that like our future rulers are just healers. Yeah. It really it really <laughs> speaks to what their um what their priorities are, what their um, mm-hmm. what their contribution to humanity would be as rulers, as our future overlords. And I, for one, accept our future moon overlords. I do, <laughs> I do too. Uh, the way he gets Tuxedo La Smoking Bomber is he's so desperate to help because they're in a battle and like they're not winning. And he's just like, I, I can't do anything. Like, I can't, I'm just here. Like, I, I'm, and he hears a voice that tells him, like, focus on this feeling and then shout out these words. We find out later that it's his future self, King and Demi, like, reaching back into the past to tell him how to do Tuxedo La Smoking Bomber. Yeah, his, his attack. Yeah. He's fully shocked that he does this attack. Oh like, yeah! Essentially, are grateful. Like nobody, nobody examines it, but he's just like, "Oh my god, I can help!" I did a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's just a good dude in the manga. He is. Um, and one thing they do really well in the manga, they really don't accomplish in the show, is why mm-hmm. he instantly has a connection with Chibiusa. And in the manga, it's not like he immediately knows this is his daughter, you know, but he, when he goes to touch her, he, like, to help her up or whatever, or no, he touches her to pull her off of Usagi when she attacks. Um, she, he immediately starts to have visions and things like that and knows this girl's in trouble and knows he has some deep connection to her. So... Mm-hmm. He has a vision at one point of like seeing essentially a like, ruined Crystal Tokyo, and he is like, "I don't know what she's been through, but it's bad." Whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. He he picks on the fact that she is in danger, but yeah, he actually. Um, I feel like his motivation makes more sense, and and like where the other senshi and and Usagi are kind of on the fence. Is this little girl a friend or a foe? Is she in danger or is she the danger? Mamoru, because of his powers, he doesn't know all the details, but he already knows that she is a victim and she needs to be protected. I also like that the manga shows that Mamoru is part of their plans. Yeah. Yeah. That they, like, talk to him. They don't cut him out. Like, he's part of their meetings. Yeah. He's part of the team. He's not a senshi, but he's a valued part of the team. 
it's just really cute. Like, and this is just me reading into it. None of it is text. Like, this is not, like, laid out in the manga. But Mamoru doesn't have any biological family members. And just from, like, what we can tell in the manga, he doesn't really have any friends either. So he's a very isolated person. Not close friends. And now he suddenly... No. Like, he's friendly with people at school, but they're not his friends. There's a lot of people who idolize him. Yeah. Like, for... Uh, until I went to high school, I was friendly with a lot of people, but I can't really say that I had, like, friend friends yeah. for a long time. So, like, I totally relate to Mamoru. And, and suddenly he has a family, essentially, in Usagi and the Senshi. Yeah. And then you meet, then you met me and Robin. <laughs> I did. I went to anime club uh, and terrified my mom because she didn't know where I was. <laughs> Because this was in a time before uh, people had cell phones. Yeah. So it's like, uh, come home I don't have school. money for the... I was like, I don't have money for the payphone and I have to go to anime club because I have to meet my people. Yeah. <laughs> and you were intimidated by me at first because I was buff. <laughs> yeah, you weren't there at that first anime club meeting. Yeah. You were there, like, subsequently. Um, but that first anime club meeting is where I met Robin. And so... Uh, it's officially we've officially gotten to the point where uh, all of you have been in my life for more than half of my Yay. life. Yay! <laughs> so I have known you longer than I have not known you. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and vice versa. I love that for us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, I also want to say that like they don't break up in the manga. That's not a thing. Thank God. But. When Usagi admits that she's jealous of the attention he's giving to Chibiusa, because, like, he knows that, like, especially as, like, the Senshi get kidnapped, he's like, I know that Usagi and her friends have to focus on, like, the immediate threat of these people attacking, not just, like, attacking just Tokyo and, like, doing all of these things and, like, attacking people. He's like, I can watch after Chibiusa. Like, that's my role because I'm not as active. And Usagi, like, tells him that she's jealous of his attention towards Chibiusa. And his reaction is not to dismiss her feelings, but to be like, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I'm sorry that I'm making you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I- He's just like, I love you. Like, I care about Chibiusa because she's a child who's all by herself, right. but I love you. Well, I think it's beyond that, too. It's not just for Chibiusa's sake. You know, there's uh, Usagi's getting overwhelmed. Usagi doesn't know if, if Chibiusa is responsible for this or not. She suspects she is. And so there are times that Usagi is having these breakdowns. One reason why Mamoru keeps taking in Chibiusa, I don't think it's just because he likes Chibiusa. I think it's because he's trying to relieve some of the pressure that's on Usagi, you know? If he can help out by making sure that she's not living in Usagi's household all the time, that that should hopefully help relieve some of that, you know? But Usagi's not reading that way. Usagi is reading it right. as, as him giving this little girl more attention than her, you know? Right. And, like, him taking in Chibiusa is a smart move because, like, he takes her in for a while after Chibiusa steals her um, compact. Yeah. And is like, we can't have her in your home. <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is dangerous. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. We can't do that. But he's. You can't transform if you don't have your compact. Yeah. But he's still very kind, very loving towards Chibiusa, very parental towards her immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's not just for the sake of, this is a cute little girl I'm going to take in. It's also, this is getting dangerous, let me help, you know? 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, he certainly. But unlike the anime, he does not disregard Usagi's feelings. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, he's actively trying to reassure her, yeah. and he's like, "I know you're under like it's never explicitly said, but it's very much like I know you're under a lot of pressure, and all I want to do is help you." Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't say that, but he definitely tries to show that. <sighs> hmm. Uh, and then when we go to the future, we meet King Endymion in his beautiful, full lavender tuxedo with a cape. Yes. Dream cosplay. Just fabulous. Mwah. So good. Just so, so good. There's so much more detail on like King Endymion's outfit in the manga as well. Yeah, there's like all this embroidery. So it's, <laughs> there's embroidery. There's like, he's got like brooches and shit. It's so good. Yeah. Super elaborate. It's just, I love him. At the second I see King and Demon, I'm just like, yes! This is what I want. I don't know if I want to be with you or be you. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) But he's he's doing his best as a ghost. Like, when they go to the future, and Chibiusa's like, oh my god, it's dad. And, like, she runs to him. And it's made clear kind of in the manga that, like, Chibiusa, even though, like, both of her parents love her, she really does seem closer to her dad than she does to her mom. She's a daddy's girl. For sure. Yeah. And, like, of course she's a daddy's girl, because King and Devian loves two things. His wife and his daughter. <laughs> yes. He's like, nothing else matters except for these two Very people. much so. <laughs> and, like, as Shibisa passes through, he's, like, genuinely sorry. He's like, I'm so sorry. Like, my body is worthless. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm astral projecting yeah. <laughs> to help you out. <laughs> and I... I think that goes back to his his inherent um, psychic powers that he gets to the point that he's able to mm-hmm. do that, you know? Because yeah. this isn't out of freaking nowhere. We've already established that he definitely has these psychic powers. Yes. And so I just want to let everybody know this is kind of a spoiler for, like, future in the series, but he's the Prince of Earth, which means that he basically has the earth equivalent of the Ginsuisho or like the legendary sil- silver crystal but because he's male he can't be a senshi yeah so if you are physically male you cannot be a senshi which they don't they don't really establish they do talk do they no they do oh okay oh well mm-hmm. that'll be i remember that the- they talk about it with they t- they talk about it with uh haruka oh and naoko takechi has gone on the record saying that men can't be senshi. Yeah, I know. I know that they can't be. Um, I just don't remember mm-hmm. if there was a reason, a specific reason why. Um, because that's the law of the universe, and women are <laughs> <laughs> just. I'm just letting the misandry flag fly. Like the only person that it doesn't affect is Mamoru and and Yamato Yuga as Mamoru in uh, <laughs> the new musicals because fabulous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so King Endymion is just doing his best as a ghost, like trying to, like doing whatever he can to help Senshi in the future, like giving them like info dumping at all points. <laughs> yeah, he, he very much plays the role that um, the original Queen Serenity was playing in the first kind of season. You know, voice that never occurred to yeah, me. Yeah, voice from beyond. Except this was a voice from the past trying to guide them, and now this is a voice from the future trying to guide them. 
Okay, the manga has been in my life for 20 years now, and that has never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! So thank You're you. You're welcome! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just want to point out that he is so cool that Sailor Pluto, who has been guarding the gates of time for literal centuries, if not millennia, um, that Sailor Pluto falls for him. Yeah. And, like, who can blame her? Yeah. I mean, not always... He has no idea that Sailor Pluto likes him. I have a feeling that Mamoru is, like, the type of guy who is attractive and has a lot of people crushing on him, and he's completely oblivious. Yeah. Yeah, it completely does not even occur to him, because he's just kind of... He's only got eyes for his wife. (laughs) No, like, I feel like even before he ever met Usagi, it's just kind of like... Does not strike him. You know that she was flirting with you, right? It's like, I thought she was being nice. Yeah, you're probably (laughs) right. He seems very, um... Uh, introspective. He he doesn't seem to look mm-hmm. outside himself a whole lot. You know, he's very yeah he, yeah. He's he seems like a pretty quiet guy. I feel like that's true because that's kind of how I am. Where I'm just like, wow, I've managed to be a good sociable person. I had a good conversation with a stranger, and then you or somebody else will be like, they were flirting with you, and I'm like, what? you're like what? <laughs> very much. <laughs> Very much. It's like I thought. I thought I was being a good social person. <laughs> it's always so disappointing whenever somebody points that out to me, yeah. or I'm just like, "Oh no, that means I'm not good at being social." <laughs> they just wanted to date. Gosh darn it! Mm-hmm. I was trying to make friends. <laughs> I just thought I was doing a good job as a person. Yeah. Um, and then also in the manga, like we see Tuxedo Mask when he goes to the future, like. As King and Demon is like, I can't do anything to protect my child. And like, Tuxedo Mask is like, this is my chance to step up. And he's like, I will do it for you. Huh. Because he's literally just promising himself that he'll take care of his own daughter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, Usagi gets really upset about it because she feels like she's not being prioritized by him. Yeah. She's like, why, why would you make such a serious promise? What about me? Like, I've also lost everything. Yeah. Um, we're, and like, we're talking about a 14 year old girl in a very vulnerable place and, and they're trying to say that this mm-hmm. is her daughter from the future and her boyfriend's now like made a pact to protect this child and she needs all the emotional support she can get so I can understand mm-hmm. why she's you know being like what the heck you know yeah like Mamoru like both of them are shocked when they're told like this is your child but Mamoru accepts it like right yeah. away and Isaki's like, uh... <laughs> she doesn't know how to process it. She's got too many things going on, I think, to even know how to process it. Just like, mm-hmm. okay, you know? <laughs> yeah. And um, the downside to Mamoru in the manga is that he's really easily brainwashed. Yeah. Like, Black Lady gets him real quick. <laughs> Mind control. It's just like, buddy, you have all of these psychic powers, and every bad guy gets to hypnotize Mm -hmm. all the time. Like, come on, dude. You just did this. We've been here before. Like, a month ago. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that whole thing with- But I love him. He's he's doing his best. He is. Black Lady is a little bit more awkward in the manga. I do like that, um, because Black Lady tells him to, like, get the Ginsui show uh-huh. for her, and, like, he does, I don't remember if it was, like, the future of, the, I think, Usagi's, and, like, he touches it, and he's like, 
because of the purifying powers of the Gensuisha, he's like, oh, that's right. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. He stops being brainwashed, but then, like, Demando takes both of the crystals and is like, I'm going to destroy everything by touching these two things together. Yeah, but I like how... Because Demando is the <laughs> yeah. worst. I like how that backfired, though. That, that whole... That whole thing kind of backfired, you know? Like, Mamoru went to oh touch it, and then because, yeah, because the nature of its power, he's just like, oh, I can think again. And then De- <laughs> Demando. <laughs> just like, I'm gonna wreck everything then. I'm obviously gonna lose. We are all gonna lose together. Mutual destruction right now. Uh huh. Yeah, it's pretty great. <laughs> and. And then, like, and then Mamoru and Isagi, like, wake up in, like, Death Phantom's whole thing. And it's really just, like, a repeat of them waking up inside of Metallia, but in the future. But then, like, he's like, as long as we're, they're both, like, as long as we're together, like, we can get through anything. And then, like I said in the last episode with Isagi, you know, like, their combined love and power as a family is what defeats Death Phantom. And it's... (laughs) Saying it out loud makes it sound like so dumb and sappy. <laughs> you I just know? think, but it's so emotional and sweet. Yeah, I just think it plays out really well in the manga. You actually believe them because you actually do get to see the struggles they've been through and the way that they've managed to, you know, stay by each other. Uh, unlike the anime. <laughs> The anime is okay. no so we've, we've we've covered we've covered the best part about Mamoru, which is he's fabulous in the manga. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's great. Absolutely, don't have a fault with him. Like maybe he's a little too eager to like pledge himself to King Endymion to protect Chibisa, but he's seventeen, so like I'm giving him a pass. And then we go to the anime, <laughs> and the only time he's reasonable in the anime is when he doesn't know who he is, which is in the <laughs> Doom Tree arc. <laughs> like Mamoru is. The only person who has a normal reaction to anything in Doom Tree. Yeah. Um, and even at the end, when like Ale or and Anne are trying to kill Usagi, like he gets, he doesn't even, he barely knows Usagi. Like he doesn't even really like her because she just keeps showing up in his life and trying to intrude. But like when they go to attack Usagi, he gets in the way to protect her. Yeah. I I think this. You know, it's like I, so. <laughs> One thing they do in the anime, I think, is a response to, like you said uh, before, we're talking about the the main characters get together in the end of the series. That's the finale, and then it's done. That's the shoujo trope, right? Well, mm-hmm. in this arc, in this season, they keep deciding to have them be broke up for some reason. Because I, I guess they just feel like, well, if if they're actually together, then there is no story. So, yeah. Which doesn't make sense because there's a ton of conflict in the story. Yeah, no. Like, we don't need to have them be separated for there to be conflict. Right, but I feel like that's probably why <sighs> they like, made that it, weird choice. Uh, I guess it only makes sense for the Doom Tree arc because Mamoru does not have his memories. Yeah, yeah. Um... Like, I don't know. He has a completely normal reaction. Yeah. And then we have fucking Moonlight Night. He is so weird. Like, I remember hating him so much, but he's so bizarre that I actually kind of like him now because it's just that strange and hilarious. Um, I mean, you're a better person than I am because I full on hate him (laughs) even now. Like, every time I see Moonlight Night and I hear... 
like his fucking music and he like I see him in his like fucking knockoff like 1920s like Arab chic what clothes is, what is he wearing and him saying adieu why and I don't I don't know he has like a, a scimitar he throws a white rose I don't know if he's supposed to be like Moroccan inspired because he says adieu and Morocco was a French colony in the past so like his outfit almost and looks it, one to one with Lawrence of Arabia yeah I'm gonna look that up I don't know why. Film Lawrence of Arabia. Let me see that outfit. Yeah, that's almost. Yeah, no, that is one for one. Yeah. He mm-hmm. is just wearing the outfit for but Lawrence why? of Arabia. I don't know why. I don't know. I. I think we talked about this in like our Dean Tree episodes, where I was just like, I think it's literally just like. Japanese people taking from American people's fascination with the idea of like Arabs and like living in the desert and like nomadic deserts like but not getting anything right <laughs> yeah it's so strange I you don't... know it's like if you read the fan if you read the Phantom of the Opera like the actual book oh yeah um there's a character called the Persian yeah. and I'm and like reading that whole thing I'm just like this this man is like, this author is trying, but, like, you've never met a Persian person in your entire goddamn life. They, <laughs> they made a really wise choice in the adaptation to give a lot of his traits to, um, what's her name? Madam. The lady. Yeah. Uh, the lady. But, like, still, it, I, we're not going to talk about Phantom of the Opera. I'm just, like, making a comparison. Yeah. But it's one of those things where I'm, like, it's, they like, somebody in Japan watched, like, old silent films of, or, like, apparently just watched Lawrence of Arabia and was like, I am going to, this looks cool. So I'm just going to put this here. And then, um, because he can't just say like, Sadaba, they're like, we're going to have him say adieu because that's foreign. Right. It's so weird. You know, they, um, it's, it's, yeah, Japan. It seems like they'll get influence from a, like Western cultures, like especially America exoticizing other characters so it's like other other countries other cultures right so it's like it's like being two parts removed from like the actual source yeah Yeah. you know where it's like somebody it's like your interpretation of somebody else's interpretation of the exoticization of a culture (laughs) so it's just like what's happening here yeah it's so strange it's such a strange choice for that character and um and then the reason why he exists is very confusing um because you're like well why isn't it just tuxedo mask why is it that in this season he's moonlight night what and uh the explanation they give is still really weird um yeah, it's literally, like, the personif- like, a solid astral projection, like, the personification of, like, his true memories of his- wanting to protect her. Yeah. To protect It's, Usagi. like, his subconscious mind like- wanting to protect her and creating this physical being that can actually interact. Which, can we mention, is more <laughs> useful than Tuxedo Mask? Because he... <laughs> I mean... I feel like Moonlight Knight did a lot more work than Tuxedo Mask did this yeah, season. Yeah, he he has a sword and he uses it. 
He actually like yeah. goes in and fights with a sword, whereas like Tuxedo Mask, the most he might do is bust out his cane. Yeah. Which in the anime sometimes has some extendy powers, like uh Son Goku. I mean there's yeah. There's a point in Sailor Moon R where Tuxedo Mask does just like fully get beat up and I felt very happy about it. <laughs> Because when we get to like when we move out of Doom Tree, which is most like which is mostly Mamoru being a normal person, except for when he takes home a stranger's baby. Right. <laughs> Go back and listen to like Doom Tree episode three. Yeah, that was, was weird. <laughs> that was very weird. It's just like what? What? Are, why are you doing this? It, it was a very contrived way to have like three men. And I a have baby more questions. Yeah, I have more questions for the hospital who who let that happen. Who signed off on that? Like legitimately, just I legitimately just want to find a Japanese person who works in a hospital in like 1992 and be like, "Would you allow yeah. this?" It's like, oh, there's a seven-year-old <laughs> who's willing to babysit while the mom is recovering in the hospital. Sure. Does he have any relation? No, not a problem. Very strange. <laughs> he could have just kidnapped that baby. Anyway. He could have just been like, okay, we're leaving the country. I speak English. We're going to America. It's... Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. That's less Mamoru's fault and more the fault of the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's just, it's just one of those things where it's like, we want this plot, so we're just going to make it yeah, happen. Yeah, we're just deciding it works It, it works this way. Um, and then once we get out of Doom Tree and we get into Sailor Moon R, we have one episode where Mamoru is tolerable. Okay. Which is the first episode of Sailor Moon R outside of the Doom Tree arc. So like the 14th episode of the season where Chibiusa first appears. And even then he's not great because Usagi's like, this girl pulls a gun on me. And he's like, yeah, but it wasn't a real gun. Yeah, I I think the only reason why he's somewhat tolerable in that episode First of all, I don't really find him tolerable because his reaction to that. But it does follow the manga a little bit more closely. So I think that's the only saving Mm -hmm. grace for it. But yeah. He's not actively a jerk to her like he is for the rest of the season. I don't know. I'm annoyed that, like, Chibiusa pulls a gun on her and in the manga, he is concerned. He is fearful, you know, and he he goes to to, um, react to it and he takes it seriously. And then they actually give him the chance. He actually picks Chibiusa up so that she doesn't shoot yeah. his girlfriend. In the anime, he blows it off immediately. Oh, <laughs> of course it was a water gun. Of course. It wasn't going to be a real gun. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. So immediately the gaslighting starts, you know? Yeah. And then the next episode is him like having a weird vision saying like, you must stay away. You're going to kill yeah, her. Yeah, you must stay away from Usagi Tsukino. Or she will die. And then he's like, okay, mysterious voice in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds legit. And like, he has these visions and he never once thinks maybe this is the enemy's plot to distance me from Sailor Moon and her friends. And he never tells Usagi about it. He isn't like... Hey, never. Hey, I'm having these visions and they're frightening and I want to give some space in case there's some credence to it, you know? Um, no. Yeah, and he's just like, I want to break up. I don't love you anymore and I don't want 
to be a part of your life. And then shows up to every enemy battle and, like, appears in, like, all of the places that she goes yeah. to. And is like, I don't know why you think I'm interested. And it's like, why do you keep showing up? And we are so pissed. <laughs> I hate him. I hated him so much yeah. because it's literally Usagi like crying and begging him to explain because it comes out of nowhere. There's no buildup. There's no issues between and them. And he's immediately just and a he's dick just about like, it. I can't be with you yeah. anymore. And he's he's so awful to her. Yeah. He's so mean about it. Like he literally makes sure that he has Motoki's sister on his bike so that Usagi thinks that he's with somebody else. Right. Right. Like, he uses this completely innocent girl to mess with his ex. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know why you can't move on. And it's like, maybe because you keep fucking showing right, up. go away. Like, the episode where he has to, the episode where he has to wake her up with the kiss, mm-hmm. I was furious. Because he wakes her up with the kiss, and she's like, Trila's kiss, like, you woke me up, you saved me. Like, clearly you care about me. He's like, no, I don't. And then just leaves, and I'm like. I wish. I hate I hated you. that whole yeah, I hated, hated that whole storyline anyways, but I wish in that episode they would have at least ended it. Like, because still, the way they ended it was such a nothing moment, you know? It's just oh like, I just decided I'm not going to let this dream bother me anymore, and I love you, and I love you too. They it, The buildup in the episode where they kiss was so much more, um, like, at least satisfying. Just like... Real! Yeah! Right, I'm sorry. That would have been a great moment to just end it to be like i do love you and that's when he should have confessed about these visions he never tell like you said he never tells her about yeah. these visions she suddenly has one of these visions when she's touching him and she's like is that why you broke up with me yeah i don't care like this thing says i'll die but i don't believe yeah. it you shouldn't believe it either like we should be together and he like shuts the door he pushes her out of his house and shuts the door on her as she's sobbing against his door but anyways like i just i hate him i hate i hated every time he showed up i hated every time he said a stupid catchphrase i did every time he threw a rose i was just so mad every time amari showed up in his stupid fucking pink shirt this whole season and then he just gets to get back together with usagi like no consequences at all whatsoever none he just okay he's back now yay like hey we're together and all our problems are solved i'm like no none of your problems are solved and then when they go to the future and we find out that it was king and demian sending these messages to test their love it's like oh so mamoru failed right yeah seriously <laughs> i did it to test your he love. did not have faith he she's the one who was like this is stupid you know yeah what he proved was that he had no faith in their yeah love. yeah oh but usagi's the stupid one Oh my god. Like, this whole season was just, like, Usagi being emotionally abused by everybody who's close to her. And apparently... Except for, like, And apparently parents. not everybody... Everybody close to her. And somebody from the future. <laughs> like, when you take a step back and you're like, I mean, granted the Black Moon are, are much worse than, like, her friends because, you know, they're actively trying to kill yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you take a step back and you're just like, uh, your friends aren't much better. No, they're really not. <laughs> like, these people are supposed to be protecting you and they're actively putting you in harm's yeah. way. No, it's, it's pretty awful. Um, it's pretty awful. 
as I put in the notes, it was just a lot of Mamoru being there and just being an asshole and not helping at yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much um that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> like when Shibiusa runs off in the anime and I don't remember it was Tuxedo Mask or King and Demon who were like, Oh, she's fine as long as she's in the palace when like not five minutes before Usagi had been kidnapped by the black yeah. moon. Like, no, in Dimian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happened. God, I feel like that happened twice. Yeah, the anime stole both Tuxedo Mask and King and Demian from me. <laughs> I was just sitting there being like, this is wrong. Why are you guys acting so awful? Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. Like, what is happening? I felt honestly like my brain... I just did not remember Sailor Moon R correctly at all. I was, I like, it was like I was watching the season for the first time because I was just like, I don't remember you being this awful. Did I just make myself forget because I know you're a good person? Mm-hmm. We just, uh... There's, like, points in other adaptations where, like, Mamoru does break up with Usagi and, like, he can't tell her because it's a condition. It It's a whole thing where it's, like, if he tells her, like whatever deal he made is broken and like she'll be attacked and hurt. Uh-huh. But like he goes to her and like at least is like, I I have to go. It's not because I don't love yeah. you. Yeah. I I feel like maybe you know? later adaptations probably looked at this and was like, that didn't work. You know? Mm-mm. And hopefully we're like, we can yeah. do this, but we need to make sure we don't do that. Cause I don't know And I love that there's no Sorry, I love that there's not enough time in the stage adaptations to have any of this Thank bullshit. Thank goodness. It, it's so They're like, we have bad. like max three hours. We do not have the time. I, I feel like in general, you have to be really careful how you handle these break up and get back together um, arcs mm-hmm. in any story, in any romance, because they're really common. And it's so easy to just ruin the relationship entirely and, and just as an audience, as a reader or watcher, audience member, to just be like, why are you together, though? What is this? Why? Yeah. You know? It's it's crazy. <laughs> it really is. It's such, an, it's such a stupid trope. Yeah. It can be done really well, but... It's, the, it's yeah. It gets but like you have to like get screwed up so often. You have to like take it seriously, yeah. and a lot of the times it's just like we need conflict, so let's have them. Break we are up. bored, and we need conflict. <sighs> well, they won't. They like there's so much conflict already in Sailor Moon. R. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> you were wasting time on this, and they they took up so much time with the the Doom Tree arc. So it's just like you guys are already pressed for time. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah, like we broke down how many episodes were actually dedicated to what happened in like the Black Moon arc in the manga, and it was like t- half. Yeah, yeah, because and they they still have all you these know. filler episodes, you know. Yeah, we have a whole episode dedicated to Chibiusa becomes best friends with. The Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Why do we have this episode? I, I mean, it's it's a nice palate cleanser. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. But why? But. <laughs> but why, though? Make it make sense. <laughs> something I, something I wish we had had more was time with Esmeralda and Tuxedo Mask. Because when he appears for the cake episode, Esmeralda looks at him and is like, ooh, who's this hottie? And he's like, oh. I've got to go. <laughs> No, thank you. 
That was pretty funny. <laughs> she like hops out of screen. That, that was pretty hilarious. Yeah. And I wish we had more time with Esmeralda. In general. Like fighting the senshi and then having like Tuxedo Mask throw his rose and say like a saying. And then for her to be like, that's very good. And like clap and be like, tell me more. And have and just like make him incredibly uncomfortable. Her ability is to make him feel uncomfortable. <laughs> right? It's like normally I'm not a I I don't support or like advocate for sexual harassment, which is clearly what this would be. Right. But in this context, <laughs> especially with him being such a dick, I feel like in this context it, it would be more karmic, you know. Yeah, and I mean like it would it would be funny because like I I'm not saying like Ezra would like get all up in his right. face. Right. Like, we don't mean anything him, physical. Like, just, you know. Yeah, but it would just be like, ooh, hi, cutie, and have him be like, I... I gotta go. This is new. I don't like this. <laughs> Can't help you guys. She makes me uncomfortable. Right, right. <laughs> I would help you more, but I've like, got a nope on out of here. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, mm-mm, don't want to fight this fight. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been cute. It would have provided some more levity. Uh-huh. Than what we got in Sailor Moon Art. Like, I mean, that's not to say we didn't have any levity, but a lot of it was at Usagi's I, I think it would also... Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even call it levity at that point. But I also think it would have been just... <sighs> it's just yeah. I mean, his his speeches, his whole tuxedo mask thing, they, they turn it into such a, a trope in the anime. It would have been nice. A nice chance to subvert that for a little while. Um, mm-hmm. And a subversion that isn't him turning into some... Arabic stereotype and running around throwing white roses instead of red. Wow, so different. This is a totally <laughs> different character. And he's never given Tuxedo less smoking bomb. No, no. The the useful things he could be it's having. It's so he sad. Just, he just doesn't get. <laughs> it it's like they got like the notes for the manga and were like, oh, look at all these great things he can do. We're not going to use any of that. Yeah, seriously, the anime neutered him. You know, it's like any powers, any strengths you have. You know what? You're just a dude. You're a dude with the staff. Mm -hmm. He transforms. (laughs) You know, in the manga, they establish very briefly that he actually changes into his clothing. In the anime, Mm -hmm. he has a transformation sequence. Why? It's it's the best... I don't I, care. It's the best transformation sequence in the entire series. I agree series. with you. I just don't understand why they stripped him of all of his powers, but granted him the ability to transform. Um, I don't know, but because I love the transformation so much, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we never really get to see it. I think it only happens, like, the once, but, like, I don't remember it happening ever yeah. again. But it, that one time was enough for me. Yeah, I know. It's They do it. They... It's a special episode after this series ends, but, like, they do have, like, a tuxedo mask special for the live action mm-hmm. where it has him have a henchin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that whole episode is, like, very much played for laughs. Um, it's very cute. It's so good. I Anything that has tuxedo mask doing, like, a Sailor Moon henchin is very important to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't care I mean, why it's happening. His music I just is care great. that it's happening. Yeah. I I just I, I just find it ironic, you know. 
<laughs> I'm not opposed to it. It's like, wait, you're not going to let him have any real powers, but you are going to let him have a yeah. henshin. Yeah, I'm like, I'm all for the henshin. And, and I just don't understand why you can't both give him a henshin, an attack, and like his his regular everyday abilities. You know, his healing is, is psychometry. You know, just give him... He only gets one attack. He only has Tuxedo La Smoking Bomber. He never gets anything else. Yeah, but... You can't, you can't let him have one attack? Yeah. I mean, in the manga, it's, it's just the one, but at least there's one. Right? The Mew gives him, like, a whole musical, that's like, song dedicated to Tuxedo oh, yeah. Smoking Bomber. Like, every musical gives this to Tuxedo Mask. I've seen it. I've, I've seen <laughs> that song, and it's wonderful, and I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's so it's good. fantastic. I also hate that, like, in the anime, like, Mamoru sucks, Tuxedo Mask sucks, and King and Demon sucks worse. Mm-hmm. Like, he's- I don't know how they managed to make King and Demon even worse than what they- than they did to Mamoru. Well, because he's- is he's he, when you think about it- awful. Yeah, when you think about it, he's the source of what made Mamoru awful in this season. He is the one who's randomly sending back these dreams to be like, stay away from her. She will die. Why? I just, I just wanted to test you. I just yeah. What was the, what was the reason? Where, where was your motivation, King and Demian? Just, uh. Like, okay. see what he'd do. It just, <laughs> it just makes no sense for his character because it's like, okay, well, if past Momura stays away from Isagi and they don't end up together, then your child doesn't exist. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. There was a Korean drama that I watched where, like, a couple, like, just, like, after their divorce, like, goes back in time to, like, when they met in college. Uh-huh. And they remember, like, their future. But they don't know that the other person has kind of, like, also traveled back in time. And then at one point when they... And then when they do realize, like, oh, no, they know that we are that we end up together. Um, the, the woman... It, in the couple, like, shouts at him, like, what about our, like, the name of their son? Oh, that's rough. You know? And it's like, we can change our lives, but what about our baby? Yeah. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's actually a really good K-drama. I don't remember the name of it, but I can look it up. It's on Netflix, oh, I think. okay. Well, my thought is, well, maybe, maybe this version of a uh, future King and Demi and Maybe he doesn't like his daughter. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he's just like, I need I to stop know. all of now. Now's my chance. I need to stop all of this from <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's definitely like they definitely don't seem as close. Like Chibiusa does not seem as close to King Adinian as she does in the manga. <laughs> you know, like she seems very distant from both of her parents in Sailor Moon R. So it's just like. Did they make you a bad dad on top of everything else? Like, did they take every good thing about you and ruin it? Yes, I think so. Like, and I hate that Mamoru always took Chibiusa's side. Like, he never once allowed Usagi to have, like, her completely legitimate complaints. Doesn't even acknowledge... He's just like... It's just like, no, like, she's a child and you have to get over it. And it's like, what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> like, she's invaded her life and, like, taken over everything. And she's connected to, like, these people who were literally destroying our town. And you're just like, yeah, but this is a child. Right. Like, what? 
It's like, we're all children, Mamaru. You're not 18 yet. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm 14. I am also a child. Uh, how old is he in the anime? He's I so don't, much older in the anime. I don't know. They just vaguely say that he's in college, but in Japan, like, um, adulthood is considered to be 20. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't, we don't know how old Mamoru is in the original anime. It's never explicitly stated. Hmm. Well, that's probably we for the learned. best. <laughs> We're yeah. probably better off not knowing. There was a point, <laughs> there was a point when I was watching Sailor Moon Stars where, uh, I don't know, that's, this is, look, welcome to our podcast. We spoil shit. Uh, where he's just solidly dead for stars. <laughs> and I'm like, this is nice. Oh. This is refreshing. <laughs> oh, this is so nice. <laughs> like, there are points where I'm like, man, I do miss this rose, like, showing up. And, uh, but, that but not that much. Funny, but, like, <laughs> but, like, there was a point where I was like, I just realized that Tuxedo Mask has been gone this whole time. Yeah, you're like, oh, oh. <laughs> Well, his his routine gets oh, that's his, right. His routine gets very old. That's why I wish they would give him more to do. Like they'd flesh him out more, do something else with him. It's like yes, his trope is fun. We had fun with it the first season. You know, he shows up, throws a rose, does his thing, fucks off. You know, <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway. but okay, then what? Then what? What do we do with her boyfriend? We need to do something with. Like her I boyfriend. don't remember him at all in. Yeah, I don't remember him at all in the next season. Like, I know he's there. Yeah. I just don't remember what he does. Yeah. We will find out. Yeah. <laughs> we have how many episodes before we start watching... Before we start watching us? We have uh, the Chibiusa episode, we have the Senshi episode, and then we have the Black Moon Clan episode, which will probably split into two, one for the Ayakashi sisters and one for... Um, the big four. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. I, it's kind of <laughs> if we want to make that two episodes. It's kind of sad that the senshi. I'm pretty sure we'll have no trouble fitting all in one episode. Oh yeah, it'll be like max forty five minutes to talk about four ladies. Yeah. And we'll uh, to talk about five because we're gonna lump Sailor Pluto in there as well because we don't oh, learn much about she her. She exists this. for a second. She exists for a second in the anime. She exists more. In oh the yeah, manga. yeah. No, she's very important in the, the manga. Dis- the but yeah, and the the disrespect they show my girl Pluto in the anime. Also, a ran- uh, also another random voice from the future talking to the past, doling out bad advice. Oh my god! We get two. We got two of these voices from the future coming to the past, doling out bad advice. Just being, like, the worst. Yeah, it's like, you guys wish you were as good as the original Queen Serenity, okay? Right? Fail at every level. Queen Serenity in the afterlife. Why? It's like, wait, I moved on too soon, I've gotta go back. Sad. But yeah, I don't know that there's much else to talk about Mamoru, except that he's perfect in the manga, and they completely character assassinate him in the anime. It's really bad. He's really bad. Um, yeah. It's so funny, because I remember what he does in the manga for 
for the S arc for Deathbusters, but I don't remember him in the anime. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably remembering... Just... Like, he exists in the manga, uh-huh. but I don't remember him in the anime. <laughs> That's, you know, your brain has blocked it out. Your brain is like, nope, nope, this is the <laughs> only Mamoru that exists. This is Mamoru, and that was just, that's just a nothing. Don't, don't think about it. Right. You're gonna have some flash. I mean, I don't think he's bad in S and, I don't think he's bad in S and Super S. I think he's just, like, not He goes the way of Naru. Yeah. (laughs) No, Naru just vanishes. (laughs) Tuxedo Mask is always there. He's always kind of there. Poor Naru. Naru moves school so she can stop being attacked. (laughs) Poor Naru. As long as she doesn't have the attention of uh, Sailor Moon, like, Naru is safe. (laughs) That's why she slowly just kind of, she just slowly phases herself out of Usagi's life. Because she's Mm -hmm. like, I love you, Usagi. And I don't know what you're going through. But I know that when I'm around you, I get attacked by monsters. (laughs) Like, every other week. (laughs) (laughs) it's like every week i'm getting my energy sucked out of me i'm just trying and it's not good i'm just trying to do good in school and date my weird awkward boyfriend and you know (laughs) well that's all we have do you have anything else that you want to say about um umino is a much better boyfriend than mamaru uh yeah that's all (laughs) hands down (laughs) Umino makes bentos for Naru. I have never seen Mamoru make Usagi a bento. Once. I've only ever seen him make her cry. So. <laughs> so yeah. And on that and note. And on that note. Read the manga. Read the manga. Ignore the anime. Uh. <laughs> It feels wrong for me to say that as a Sailor Moon fan. Just <laughs> like it feels sacrilegious. It's really just this season is the worst season, you know. It's it's real. No, it's not. Super S is, is bad. Oh boy. I re- I remember hating Super S. Every episode, I was like waiting for it to get better, and it just never I'm did. I remember the art from Super S. We'll get there. Am I gonna be afraid? I know I liked the movie. No. No, there's, I, we'll get there when we get there. We have all of S. Oh, this is the unicorn one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at OshiokiyoPod or contact us through email at OshiokiyoThePodcast at gmail.com. Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. You can find all of this information in the show notes. Please rate and review us wherever you find us or Skinny Galate Oshiokia! Oshiokia!